Let's get ready to barbecue! Cowboy Kev here, welcoming you to another episode of the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Fire and Smoke Barbecue Company, your place for small batch, high quality seasonings, and if you're in the Chicago area, catering. Man Meat Barbecue is also brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you on the competition circuit or just looking to kill it around the cul-de-sac? Check out Myron Mix and Smokers. They've got a cooker for you. And now, from the Jealous Devil Studios, the charcoal that lights our fire. Can't get anything better than that. Don't forget, use the code MANMEATBARBECUE at checkout for some great deals. Here is our host, Mikey K. Take it away, Mike. So, we are hanging out with Bob from from the Grill Gun, um, GrillBlazer.com. Uh, he's been on the show twice. He this is his third appearance. Uh, and when I say appearance, I guess I guess we don't really do video, but we do voice appearances. So Bob, thank you so much for coming back to the show. Uh, I, I'm excited to talk to you since now I've gotten to try the product. Um, I've had both of them in my hand. Both of them have lit several cookers. Um, at this point, um, and I've gone through uh, several small little propane tanks. <laughs> so thank you for coming on the show with us. Yeah, Mikey, I appreciate the opportunity to come on again. So it's always fun. You know, you know, um, when when we spoke the first time, you were still in. Uh, just to give anyone a, a little bit of a a, a catch up, right? Um, when we spoke the first time, you were just in the mix of making everything. Then after we spoke again, you had just relaunched. and Or you just had not relaunched. I shouldn't say it that way. You had just launched, right? The product had just launched. And now it's been, it's been about nine or ten months with the product at market. How, how, are, yeah. you, how are you seeing everything going? Well, uh, just for your audience here... When I first met you, it was um, in an effort to try and put the word out to be successful and uh, have Kickstarter and Indiegogo, which are crowdfunding sites, yep. be successful in getting me able to launch this. And so this is a product that really came to life because of crowdfunding. And <clears throat> so it was a good story. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, the people got behind it. And had a great uh, Kickstarter. Actually, um, one of the best Kickstarter campaigns in the ever? history of Kickstarter. I mean, it's I yeah. Say, I mean, it's ever? like point point zero four percent percentile. So it was it was very popular, uh, and people have subsequently. Well, in the Kickstarter campaign, all you're doing is is you're betting on an idea, and but I had created it and um it was more than just an idea it was something that people could imagine but they couldn't get their hands on yet because i had to still make it so the second time i came on with you i had already gone down the road of making it and i had a real product that i was getting ready to send to kickstarter people and indiegogo people and yep. now that we're back together again i've had uh, i started shipping production product in february of this year 2020 what a great time. And 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's it's a uh, it's kind of exciting to have everybody have to stay home. And yeah. Cook outdoors, you know, on their grill. Just when I launched the best grill lighting tool ever made. And so. then you know, and then it was uh, I I need a new toy. I need this. I need that. So people started looking. <laughs> right. So the hard part really is just having people know there's 350 million people in this country and you can't go into Kmart or Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot or Bass Pro Shops or Cabela's or anything and just pick one up. So it it's all a matter of... Um, Doing get, shows like this, yeah, getting, getting know, the word out, having yeah. an opportunity to people. One person gets one, gets excited about it, and he shows it to his buddies. And next thing you know, I got three people that are getting excited about it. And, I know we've had numerous people ask us, you know, where can I get that? Um, what is that? Oh my god, that's so cool! Uh, how do I get one? How do I get one? How do I get one? So, you know, definitely. Definitely letting everybody know. It's like, okay, you go to growblazer.com, you pick it up right there, and they're like, oh, fantastic. Right. So just so that you know, newcomers to our conversation know that there's actually – what you were saying, you've got both of them. So everybody Correct, knows yeah. what that is. There's a sous vide gun and a grill gun. And um, a lot of people – a lot of people know what sous vide is just because it's yes. the most popular way to cook meat. And it's amazing how it's coming on. Um, <clears throat> you can you can cook professional cooked steaks by just basically putting them in a plastic bag and sucking the air out of it like a seal a meal or yep. something like that, and then putting it in a water bath and bringing it up to temperature so it's cooked perfectly through and through. And then you got to sear it off. Otherwise, it just looks gray and yuck on your plate so yep. there isn't a way to do that really Without. that does a real good job until the sous vide gun came along or the grill gun they both do it really well but yeah grill gun's the, a little bit the, bigger yeah it's it's the bigger brother it's the yeah it's the big dude and it throws out a lot of flame so you don't want to take that into your kitchen and you know hose down your meat and melt the butter dish and <laughs> you know, set, set out the fire alarm and watch your paper towels go up. You don't want to do that. Set the cabinets but, on fire. That's right. I mean, I wouldn't suggest you do that. So anyway, the grill gun is really meant to be an outdoor tool. I use it personally because I heat my house in the winter time with a with a freestanding stove. Yep. So I'll use it like the wood in the stove, but that's because I really want to. Uh, you know, it's it's a safe place to actually be shooting a lot of fire yeah. into a stove. Those have a lot of fire. <clears throat> so the grill gun is is the tool. It it's it does everything. The sous vide gun does what the grill gun gun does, but only in a, a smaller format. So the flame is half as long, but it's just as hot. It's focused, and you can use it to sear meat you can actually use it in your kitchen it still sounds like a jet engine so it does you have to kind of drill at it you know to hear the fire and a lot of households the husband's going hey check this out honey this is great and the wife is kind of going do you have to have that in my kitchen so, yeah 
anyway, that's kind of how it goes a lot of the time. Yeah. It's exciting. Now, On a grill gun, you can use outside to light your, you know, your chimney or your fire pit or, um, you know, do pasture burns or light an incinerator, anything that you need fire for. It's, it's got a two-foot flame and a, you know, nearly two-foot reach. So you can, you can reach out and touch something with that bad boy. You you definitely can. I mean, I light my uh, I light my stick burner with it, and I think it takes about uh, under two minutes to light the stick burner now. And I'm talking full sticks, you know, full full nice logs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. It pushes it out. Now it does eat the uh, it eats the um, one pound tanks like like it's going out of style, but you know that that's a different that's a different story <laughs> yeah and so i've been selling them long enough that i know uh, what the mix is like you know what's most popular the the um the hose that solves that problem yep so like if you if you have a barbecue and you have um, you do like i do where you just have the charcoal grill sitting right out there i've got three of them I'll just have a 20-pound bottle sitting right there and yep. my my grill gun hooked up to a hose going to it, and I can light them all off. You know, a 20-pound bottle will last a long time, and you don't have to worry about uh, going through the small bottles or limiting the amount of flame that you have available before the bottle gets cold and the flame goes down. So, I was going to say, yeah, if you use it for a little bit too long, the uh, the bottle will, will, will freeze up on you. Uh, but that that's on – I mean, that's that's just – there's no way to go or get around that because yeah, you know, that, it, that's it, the nature of propane. Yeah. Once it starts pulling, it, it's going, you know? Yeah. Uh, propane, you know, get a little bit technical here for you, but propane boils at minus 42 degrees Fahrenheit, which that's cold, you know? Yeah. So, um, when it starts outgassing, when it, when you are, letting pressure off, it's boiling, and that's the temperature that the bottle goes to. So it, talk about freezing up. So after a couple of minutes of full force, full throttle burn, you know, your can's icing over and the pressure is dropping off until you remove that bottle and set it on the counter and let it warm back up to room temp, and, and then you're good to go again. Yeah, yeah. Then you gotta go, you got to give it a couple of minutes and let it really... Uh let it get back up before you can rock it out. But to be honest, at that point, most of your cookers already lit unless you're trying to light right. numerous cookers or you're trying to, you know, do like you said, doing, doing kind of like weed burning. Yeah. I've got one guy who likes to take his green egg and bring it up to full cooking temperature with the grill gun. And you can do that. I mean, it only takes about uh, seven to 15 seconds to light a you know a komodo style yeah grill but you can also use it to just heat the whole ceramic up and bring the oven up to cooking temperature and he does it he'll he'll spend five minutes worth of propane and uh, then put his food in there and close the lid and he's good to go just because that's how he likes to do it and he has the hose and he can and he can and there's no reason not to if you can yeah, I mean, I guess so, I was gonna say. I mean, the biggest the biggest reason that he does it is because he can. It really doesn't right. need to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't need to do that, but I can do it, so I'm going to. 
Right. I mean, what's not to like about it? It's a gun that shoots fire. And you can do that. I guess it's really, I was telling another guy today that it's the true uh, firearm in the most literal sense of the word. I guess so, yeah. It it, it yeah. works fantastic. Um, like I said, it lights my it lights my stick burner up in about two minutes. So, with you know, with using that, it'll it'll eat a little bit more propane. Um, but it it hella beats fifteen to twenty minutes. So, um, I I'm I'm down for for the two minute light, and um, I also like the way that it it kind of evenly disperts my light so it actually gets my cooker hotter faster um to get myself to regulate that temperature here's another interesting thing there are a lot more cooks in this world than there are people who do grilling so we're kind of focusing on lighting a charcoal grill yeah but but i mean 10 to 1 people cook yeah over grill and there are a lot more cooks out there who don't ever light a charcoal grill that do sous vide and they love it and the grill gun and the sous vide gun the sous vide gun's really kind of the grill gun scaled back in order to be able to be handy in in close quarters but the uh, the grill gun and the sous vide gun you can reverse sear you can uh, bake you can sous vide cook uh, slow cook anything and you know any meat that you want and then take it outside and throw it on the grill unlit and hose it down with the grill gun or with a sous vide gun yeah and, and you put a really nice sear on it and then put it on the table and it relaxes if you've done it if you don't do it like i do where you like it cooked rare you know give it uh, take it out of the sous vide bath and uh, put a sear on it and let, let it, it relax, relax for, for a second. 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then you serve it, and it's just mouth-watering. You can't mess up a meal when you do it like that. Now, now that you've – I think I asked this question in our last podcast, and, and you didn't really – you really couldn't give me a, a full answer because I think you were still too new in the product, and, and products were still not – you couldn't really see the numbers moving quite yet in a different way. Um, so I'm going to ask it now. Have you seen one outselling the other? Yeah. So in popularity, it's a, if you think about it, is there's I sell it in five configurations. The uh, sous vide gun, basic, which is the sous vide gun plus the bottle stand yep. that allows you to just set the, the sous vide gun on the bottle in the stand where it'll cool down after you've used it. Nice, nice presentation. Then there's the sous vide gun set, which is the same thing, but included with that hose so that you can use the sous vide gun. And the propane. The propane tank. And then the grill gun and the grill gun set. So you've got both of those. And then the combo, I sell that where there are a lot of people who just have to have. I mean, they got to have both because, again, because they can. (laughs) You've got the... You got the grill gun, light up your outdoor stuff, and you got the sous vide gun that you can do everything from creme brulee to searing your meat in the kitchen. Yep. And you know, one's for Mama and one's for Papa, and the you know what's not to like about that. So, in the order of preference, the sous vide gun basic 
outsells all of them. There's just that many more cooks, you know, two to one over the grill gun. So for every grill gun I sell, I sell a sous vide gun. So the sous vide gun uh, set comes in right behind it. So that means that I'm selling more sous vide guns than I am grill guns. Yeah, absolutely. Because they, people like them more. And I mean, it, it's just a, it's a shorter um, size. Not all that many people have big grills that they need to light or have a whole lot of outdoor backyard stuff they do. So they don't need the 21 inch barrel and they don't need the yeah two foot worth of flame that you get with that. I mean, the sous vide gun will, will light a, um, it'll light a cooker just as well. It will. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, it's we, the same amount of heat. It's just less reach. And so yeah. the, the only problem that you have with a sous vide gun lighting a cooker is if you, if you want to use lump charcoal, then a lump charcoal does an awful lot of sparking. It's, it's like a 4th of July right there right in your grill where it sparks and it throws off all kinds of uh, things that can burn your skin when, you know, the yeah. sparks fly out and land on you. So I don't advise using the sous gun to light anything that has lump charcoal because you're going to get splattered with sparks. So, but you won't with the grill gun. I mean, you, you'll have the sparks still come off of it, but you're so much further away from it that you're clear. So, if you're a purist like I am, when it comes to grilling, I prefer to use the the natural hardwood lump charcoal. And and it's just wood that's been uh, kiln-baked to the point that yep. it's, it's turned to charcoal. So all the bugs and moisture and stuff that's in it when it's live it's is killed. still in it. So when, you, when you're buying a briquette, no matter whose name is on it, it's all that stuff that is floor sweepings of making lump charcoal. And yep. then they, they put a binders with it and compress it into something that looks like a little pillow. And so, therefore, all the moisture in the bugs and stuff are out of it. And it doesn't have the big um, spark fest. So the sous vide gun is perfectly fine if you got a small grill and you use charcoal. Or if you have a bigger grill and you want to light up, you know, lump charcoal it'll still work, but you, you just have to be careful with it because it could, the sparks and stuff could make that unpleasant. So anyway, sous vide guns outselling the grill gun, probably in total, almost four to one. And, uh, the grill gun, uh, the set. So people who buy the grill guns prefer to have the hose with it than just the grill gun that uses the the propane without the hose. And it's all logical if you think about it. Oh, absolutely. The... No, absolutely. Absolutely. Like once you start, if you start going through those small tanks, I mean, those small tanks are like 7 or $8 where you can get, you know, you can get a 20 pound tank for $20. So yeah, you know what I mean? You're, you you're refill a, a, yeah, you, you, maybe you buy the tank once yeah. full and it costs you 40 bucks. And then after that, you refill it for 20. Yeah. That's what I was saying. So like, you know, a refill. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple. Um, what I was going to say before you, you, you mentioned, you know, you know, lighting, uh, with the sous vide gun. I was going to say this, this past weekend in a class of mine, I actually used it. 
uh, too light lump charcoal. <laughs> um, and the class was sponsored by Jealous Devil, guys. You guys know the show sponsored by Jealous Devil. Uh, Jealous Devil charcoal does not spark as much as other lump charcoal sparks. It'll it really? occasionally spark, but very, very rarely do I get a big spark out of it. Now, if it's the end of the bag and there's some, you know, there's some little, like, little chiplets at the bottom, it'll get sparky. But as far as their main, main parts, they don't, they don't spark like that. They really don't. I, I lit the, um, I lit up my cooker. I lit up all, I lit up a ton of cookers that day, but, um, I lit up the cooker or one of my cookers in front of the class and everyone was like, why isn't it sparking? And I'm like, cause it's jealous devil. <laughs> there you go. But I just learned something new. And then everyone, everyone fell in love. Everyone was like, at first they were like, what is that? Why? What is that? And then we turned it on, started using it. And they were like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> and you know, one of the guys from the school or one of the guys from the, we taught at a culinary school. And, uh, one of the guys that owns the school was like, I got to light my grill. And he was going to light his grill right before I went to light mine. And he's like, man, I'm out of propane. I don't worry about it. I'll light yours. And like, I, I lit the, uh, CV torch and he was like, holy cow, that thing's huge. Cause he, he was, you know, he was using a nice, one of the, one of the smaller torches. Um, yeah. and you know, he was used to just that small little torch. And when I, when I hit that and he was like, holy cow, he's like, that'll do some damage. <laughs> yeah. That is the universal reaction. It's always, oh my goodness. And you know, usually some colorful words in there too. And of course, um, and then everybody wants to go get one. So that's all good. I mean, I know that like, I know that we probably, since I've had mine and I've done the, the few, the, the few posts that I've done, I think I always have three or four people asking me, where do I get it? Where do I get it? How do I get it? You know what I mean? Like, what is that? How do I get it? So I think that's pretty good that, you know, people are looking at it and being like, okay, cool. I want that. I get phone calls regularly from people, you know, they'll say, where can I get this locally? And the answer is right now, realblazer.com is the only place you can get it because, well, unless you live real close to my house, but, <laughs> um, the, it takes, it takes time to take a, a new product to into the retail market. Sure. Uh, first, you got to convince buyers that, that it'll sell. Buy it. Yeah. Right. So I'm doing the you know the heavy lifting right now and proving that there is a market for it by just selling it directly online, and then with any good fortune, then people in the brick and mortar stores will say, you know, I think we can sell that. I mean the. I think the biggest hesitation that a buyer has is the way it looks because you get that reaction because yes. it looks like a semiotic pistol, automatic yep. pistol, you know, and they go, man, where did you get that? Because it's just the reaction you have when you see something like that. Yeah. And then it now, shoots out it, of flame. If it looked like a, just a, a bent aluminum tube, people would say, well, that's neat. 
and then yawn and yeah. then go, okay, whatever. But when they see this and then they, they actually hold it and they see how well it's made, they, they say, man, I got to have one. So now, have you guys, have you reached out to any retail yet? Retail's reaching out to me. So I haven't had to. The hard part for me right now at, at this juncture is uh, bringing up the necessary systems to be able to. To get um, it to believe, retail. Believe it or not, to, to be able to keep track of what's sold and who's, who's it's going to. Because I have to treat each person who buys one as a customer. I mean, they're a customer of Grill Blazer. Yes, they're also a customer of Joe's Storm Door and Barbecue Shop, but they, when they have problems with it, they're not going to go back to the place they purchased it. They're going to deal with me yeah. or when they want to buy more of them or they want to understand why, uh, what they can do or ask questions, that sort of thing. So I have a uh, an attitude towards customer service, which is uh, customer service is how you have a business, how you grow business. Yep. So it's important that I have a system in place where I don't have to have a person in customer service for everybody who is a customer because, you know, I, I couldn't afford that. I have to have systems in place where a customer can reach out and touch us and ask a question or fill out a form and then a person can reach out and touch them with the answers or talk to them on the phone or reply in an email, or if you want to register your product so that you can get warranty service, you need to be able to do that without having to interface with a human all of the time Yeah, and only interface with them when you need to. So it just takes time. You know, if, if I ship 200 of, of um, sous vide guns to a particular dealer, I need to know when did I ship it? And I will never know who the customers are unless they reach back and they fill out their warning registration Absolutely, or they, yeah. they contact, contact me for service or something like that. So that's the hard part. Uh, plus, you know, getting it priced right where everybody uh, along that supply chain can make money and uh, the customer can still get a good value. So I have, I have exclusively been selling them from my my website, but I'm oh, I'm in the process right now of of, um, of building out an Amazon store site so that I can leverage Amazon's notoriety as well, and then I'll have every, every I've got people in barbecue shops across the country as as far as foreign countries all reaching out to me. I have at least one every day saying, hey, I'd like to sell your product. So how do I get it's it? It's important for me to be able to, you know, be able to have them boxed up, get on a pallet, get on a truck and, and, and get to that person in a timely fashion for him too. So I've found that dealers are patient, you know, they understand that's uh, takes time to grow a business. You don't, Really, there was no business until February when I started shipping them. And so I'm a little over six months into the process um, here in uh, here in the end, uh, nearing the end of the summertime. So yep. it's it's 
it's a, I, I can't tell you how much work it is. Anybody who ever thinks that being an entrepreneur and starting a business is easy and uh, everybody should do it, I agree. Everybody should do it, but it is not easy. You've got to, you've got to work yourself. You wear a lot of hats. Not to death. You wear a lot of hats, right? I you know, mean, I'm everything from the CEO and president to the floor sweep and the yep. IT guy. And wait a minute, who's gonna who's gonna do all the demos and sales and marketing? Up. Oh, oh shit! I gotta do that too. Yeah. That's right. So somebody's calling. Okay, I gotta I gotta do this. And the worst is when 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 you kind of get uh, sidetracked, right? And then you have to go back to what you were doing, and then you're like, oh god, I don't like trying to get yourself back in the mindset of where you were tends to be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing on, um, employees slowly to start handling this and, you know, trying to teach them the sales and service because it's, it's so important to me to be able to get back to people when yeah. they need to talk to me for some reason, they need to understand something. Uh, yeah. One of the things I, I'd say, for your listeners, if you get one, this is a great time to hear it. The, as powerful as these torches are, they have a built-in safety device, which is called a check valve, which shuts the fuel off if you use it in a manner that is likely to either be accidental where it's fallen over or uh, if it gets liquid propane up into the gun. And it's important not to shoot liquid propane out through the nozzle, which you can do if you were to invert it, for instance, hold it yep. upside down, if it didn't have the check valve, because then the liquid propane would just be spewing out the barrel of the gun on fire. And although that kind of looks cool and it's fun being a five-foot fire, it's got no place in lighting a charcoal grill or uh, trying to sear your meat. It's just, it's actually dangerous. And so I built in a, a device in it that prevents that from happening just because it needs to be there to prevent it from happening, to keep people from, you know, I will, pointing. I activated that a couple times. Um, <laughs> uh, when I, when I try to light my barrel smoker, uh, you're pointing it right down in there. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, 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 it's a little bit difficult when you're trying to light the barrel. Um, just because, yeah. So if you, just because of the nature a, of the smoker, you know yeah, what I mean? If you're using a full bottle. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you start out with a full bottle of propane, you know, brand new full bottle, yeah, you'll only be able to point it down somewhere around 40, 45%, you know, degrees down. Yeah. And, but if you, if you've got about a minute's worth of burn on the bottle, then, um, you can point it, oh, 70, 80 degrees down. So I will say I will say the, the videos newer, that I have actually demonstrate how far you can point it down. The newer bottles are are a lot harder um or a lot touchier, I'll say. You know, like you said, they they're a lot touchier cuz cuz they're they they're full, you know. Um yeah. Kind of picture yourself carrying a, a very full rim full glass yeah. of water across. You can the only floor. go so far, right? Yeah. Hey. You can only go so far and so fast, but once the glass is, you know, three quarters full or half full, you can go, you, yeah, you go, yeah. Do whatever you want. 
Yeah, <clears throat> but like I said, the, the only time I really have that problem is when I'm lighting the uh, if I'm lighting a barrel, and honestly, I I know I can take the charcoal basket out of it. I get it. I do. Uh, I'm just lazy, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so just so that your listeners know, when you when you set that off. The only Gotta way to reset. release that check valve is you have to kind of back the, the tank off. I don't actually ever unscrew the tank all the way, but I screw, unscrew it half the way. Then I squeeze the handle to depressurize the, the grill gun or the CV gun. And then once it's depressurized and nothing's coming out, you just screw it right back on. Yeah. And you're good to go again. That's actually exactly what I do. Um, if you unscrew it about halfway, you'll, you'll kind of feel that pressure come off a little bit. Squeeze the handle. It'll pop off. Um, and you'll, you'll almost hear it. It'll be like, you know, it gives that little bit of pressure and then you're like, okay, there it is. Screw it back on pop. Go. Yep. I, every it's. Bob, we still got you. Give us one second guys. Uh, so we were talking about, we were talking about like, uh, that you, I don't think you have that problem when you use the, uh, the um the 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 cord to the uh, twenty pounder right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't remember. I was ta- I had started talking about the website and seeing the videos. Had, oh yeah. Well, you, that... no, we didn't get to the videos. We we didn't hear that. Ah, so I went away quite a bit earlier. Yes, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so uh, where do we want to pick up? Let's kind talk about the videos. The so so um. It, it, uh, when you do buy your first grill gun, um, go to the go to the website. There's a how-to kind of couple videos that will actually show you. Um, with Bob actually doing it, he will show you how it will work, and he actually kills them pretty quickly too, uh, just to show how quickly that you know um, cutoff hits. Yeah, that safety check valve. So on yeah. the website. If you'll scroll down a ways, uh, you know, on a mobile phone or on on a desktop, or whatever you're using, um, there's a section with some videos, and the one that says supplemental videos, everybody really ought to watch all of those supplemental videos just so that they feel like they can really master the grill gun, because the very first one is the number one frequently, most frequently asked question, which is, why is my grill gun turning off? You know. They don't understand that it was roar and fire here, and now it's not, and they don't know what to do with it. But if you watch that video, you'll see me do that. You'll see me use the roar and fire and turn it into nothing, and then um, back off the propane can and and, um, and then back on, get yeah. it going again. Yeah, and there's a there's a corollary of that with the hose that messes some people up too the adapter hose that you put to the 20 pound tank these are just concepts that are difficult to understand and will mess you up but uh, liquid petroleum gas um, propane are their oil their oil-based products and if you take a an eight-foot hose and you connect it up to a propane tank and you use the grill gun with it and then you just turn off the grill gun and leave pressure in that hose not and you don't turn off the tank and burn out all of the, uh, the, the, the propane in the hose 
then what will happen is at nighttime when it cools off, you know, say you're using it in the daytime, and you have pressure in the hose at nighttime, the um, propane will condense back out into the liquid that it is stored in the tank and in the hose. So the next time you walk out there, you've got liquid propane in the hose, kind of like flipping the bottle upside down. I was going to say, so, so then once you open it, the gun's going to sense that and it's going to shut off. Right. Or it's not so going to want to really, start even on you if it correct. senses it too quickly, right? Yeah. And I've gotten some people that do that so much that it that it shoves um, liquid propane. Well, the the propane itself is not pure hydrocarbon. It's got oils and stuff in it because it is li liquefied petroleum. And I've I've actually had one uh, two grill guns come in here that were just full of what looked like mineral oil. And all that is is just the repeated uh, evap evaporation and condensation of the propane, and what's left behind is the oil that um, is part of the nature of the product that's put in the tank. And so when that gets shoved up into the grill gun, it really gums up the works. So I do have a, I have videos in that supplemental video. Uh, group that I was pointing your listeners to, yeah, to to tell them all of this stuff. You know, how do you service the grill gun? How do you uh, how do you connect up and properly use the hose with that twenty pound tank so that you don't have that happen? If you make a point of always outgassing all of the uh, propane in the hose when you use it, you'll really minimize the possibility of having that happen. So I, I would encourage everybody to watch all of those. So what I actually do with uh, my grill gun, uh, because I do the, I, I put the one-pound tanks on them right now, uh, I think I'm going to switch up and purchase the uh, hose so that I can just do it off a 20-pound tank. Um, and when I say I think I'm going to, it means I just need to get onto your website and purchase it. Um, it's just uh, remembering my wallet to be in the same room when I remember that to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is sometimes yeah. 50 or sometimes 95% of the battle. Um, but what I do with my one pound tanks, I just completely unscrew them. Like I completely unscrew them and I find that I get a, like as long as I do that, I'm always getting a really good light. Um, yeah. If you, if you read the manual, it says to do that too. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I didn't read because the you're not supposed to keep the two connected together. If you want to avoid having the neighborhood kid walk up to your porch and burn their their friend or something like yeah. that, you just put this stuff away. Yeah, it's super easy. But there are a lot of people that just have it, you know, set up because the stand is convenient. They use it that way all the time, and it's a propane torch. And so, you know, oh, yeah. it, it can have. It can have problems. It can develop leaks, and you don't want to have a fire just because you're kind of lazy, casual, if you will, about use. Yeah, lazy is another word for it, but just casual. You know, you're just accustomed to it. You quit treating it like a a powerful torch that it is. It and, is very, it is very powerful. Honestly, it is, it yeah. is very, very powerful. Obviously, like before I got it, I saw videos of it, and I was like, "Damn, that thing is really powerful." But I did not think it was going to be as quick as it is. You know what I mean? Like when you see videos of it, 
it looks cool and it's like, oh yeah, that's great, that's great. But then like, there's a whole different ball game when you're the one holding it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's a, lot, a little bit different. Like it, it's different to see somebody doing it and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's not, yeah, it's pretty powerful. But then when you hold it, and you're like, oh yeah, it's powerful. Like you know what I mean. Like it's a you get that feeling in your hand. Like you get that feeling. It's it's a different it's a different ball game. Well, and the the design of it really is makes it really different than any other torch that you can buy. I'm I'm talking about any other, you know, yeah. four hundred, five hundred thousand BTU weed torch out there. They don't. None of those are designed to develop the heat that this one develops, and <clears throat> you just simply can't. There, it's not possible to do it in those torches the way that they're designed. And this one mixes the air and the fuel um, way back inside, right by the valve. Yeah. It comes down the barrel and out the fire bell. And when it comes out, it's very lean. It's hard to light if you don't light it with the gas turned down low and use the internal lighter uh, that you get when you pull the trigger. And it's designed that way because it's so hot. I mean, you're, you're looking at... Uh, 3000 degrees of heat out there and you just don't that's not messing around when it when it lights your uh, charcoal it lights it now because it has the heat to do that and you can't yeah. do that with any other I, I i'm believe me i for 15 years i've used weed torches and wore them out i'll wear three of those out in a year and yeah it's a it's satisfactory and it's a lot less expensive and if you want to go buy that and, and do like what I've done for decades, well, a decade and a half, knock yourself out. But if you want a real tool that does it even better than they can do it and is a whole lot more fun to use, well, then, you know, it costs more because it's the the cost of building those precision parts is it's more expensive. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, and it... Um... So a buddy of mine, my, my my buddy who actually owns owns the school, uh, his business partner, he's like he's like I can't get one of those, and I'm like why not? He's like he's like I just don't trust him with it. <laughs> he's like you'll have way too much fun with it. <laughs> I've like, only oh, had gosh. one person return one because they couldn't trust themselves. Really? Uh, I thought that was it was early on back in probably March. Someone says I bought it and I got it here and I looked at it and I thought. I don't think I can trust myself. So oh, can I get my money back? So I said, sure. Somebody else can trust themselves. So Wow. Anyway. I can't believe they they, they actually gave that reason. Yeah. At least they were honest. Because, like, I mean, a lot of play places would be like, well, I don't care that you can't trust yourself. It ain't my problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, I but, think it was they were really um, motivated there because they had small children and ah, okay. they were concerned about their small children not being trustworthy too. So. Ah. Yeah, that's and, I, of... and I make a point in the manual of, of saying, you know, you need to keep this away from kids because oh, yeah. kids don't understand this. And no, no, absolutely not. But you I mean, wouldn't let your you wouldn't let your kids be playing with your you know, your forty five or no. your rifle or something. Exactly. Not if you're a responsible adult. So. I mean, my my little one, so I have a three-year-old, 
and my little one will watch me use it. But, like, I'll be like, you know, I always say, I'm like, this is really hot. You got to stay away. And that's, like, the first thing she says. She's like, really hot. Got to stay away. Yeah. I'm like, perfect. Exactly. Teaching young. Right. Yeah. It's like, you got to know this. It's really hot. Like, yes, we use it to to um, to light stuff with. You know what I mean? But you got to you got to respect the tool. You know what I mean? There there's there is there's respect for the fire and there's respect for the tool. And if you don't if you, the minute you stop kind of respecting that tool, that's when you're going to start having problems with it and that's when you're going to start burning shit with it, burning yourself. You could you could hurt people with it because you no longer respect the tool and what it's capable of doing. Yeah. So before, when I started making this in the first place, I had to decide that I was going to build something that people could hurt themselves with. And, but I had to admonish people not to hurt themselves because it's, you know, a four pound sledgehammer you can hurt yourself with. Oh yeah. I but know that I doesn't mean you don't build the four pound sledgehammer, which is really useful. useful yeah. Or an eight pound sledgehammer, which is really useful just because someone's going to hurt themselves with yeah. it. Give them the tool and treat people like, like responsible adults and don't just, you know, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm responsible and, with my, with my sledgehammer and I've hurt myself with it. You know, it, it, it happens on accident. You know, I've had, I, we split wood, um, at, at the kitchen. And I mean, every once in a while you hit a split, it hits a knot and it flies. And you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, there, there's danger of what we're doing. You have to pay attention. And I mean, like I've been hit with, you know, I've hit myself with a split. Um, I've missed the split and hit myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it does happen on it, especially like I always, you know, it always tends to happen to me at like two thirty in the morning when I forget to split wood the night before. What I normally like to do is split wood the night before when I'm still, um, very coherent and awake. Um, but every once in a while, uh, you know, it'll blow your mind, it'll, it'll blow past your mind. You're doing stuff. You just, you forget to make a couple splits and I, you know, I need a couple splits to go into the, into the cooker cause the, the cooker is running where I want it to be, but I need a, I need a little small split to get me up 10 degrees and, um, and hold that fire nicely. So you got to split some wood and it's super early and you're tired and, you swing and you miss and it goes into your leg and then you wake up really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you swear a little bit, but you wake up, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's, right. it's, it's always protecting yourself and making sure like you are paying attention to what you're doing with that sledgehammer. It, it's the same thing. Like, you know, you don't not make it because somebody can hurt themselves with it. It's you want responsible people. And I think you did a really good job. I've watched almost all of your videos, um, with about, about the safety and, and the, um, and how to use it. The only one I didn't watch was the, uh, the one on, on the, uh, the one for using the, uh, um, the tube for the 20 pound tank. Cause I didn't have it. So I'll, I'll watch that when I get it. But, um, you know, I watched all the videos and I, I paid attention and I was like, okay, cool. So the, this is the way that it's going to do, you know, this is how it's going to work. The, these are the, the, um, the, the safety valves of it. The, not necessarily that it's a, um, what, what, uh, the, the 
I don't want to say fail safes, but it's like these are okay. If I'm using it this way, oh, that's why the gun. That's why the gun did what it did, right? Um, yeah. I had a brand new tank on it. Tipped it over a little bit too quickly. Boom, not gonna work. Uh, make sure you don't hold the gun upside down and try to screw a tank onto it because you're gonna get propane going straight into it. Um, you know, those were things that I didn't like when I first got it. I didn't think like I didn't do it because I watched the videos, but it was like, man, I didn't think about that. That maybe like a lot of people probably hold it on its side so that they can you know screw it in a little bit easier. I didn't think about that, right. like, but you you had to obviously because you you saw what the product was doing, and what the product I mean the, what the product was designed to do. Yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, I guess Elon Musk came out with this is not uh, a flamethrower. It's not a flamethrower. Yeah, and his the premise of his is to actually shoot liquid propane out of the gun, right? So that's so, on fire. So, so it's not a flamethrower, but a flamethrower basically. So. But it, it's not a barbecue lighter. It, it has no utility. It's just for no. fun, you know. Yeah. And so I decided mine wasn't going to be a flamethrower and not even going to pretend to not be a flamethrower. It just wasn't going to be one. But people use that term interchangeably anyway. They uh, a lot of a lot of people on YouTube, the hosts and stuff. They they don't want to be demonetized for using the word gun, you know. So. So they use flamethrower. They, they'll use the term flamethrower, and I, I, I'm very careful not to call it that because there are federal not, regulations against yes. flamethrowers. This is a this is a torch. Yes, this is a torch. It is not a flamethrower. But badass yeah. torch. But it's but, a torch. But see, can't they use can't they use the word torch? Because oh, I yeah. don't they I don't can. see that. But torch doesn't have that same jazz as flamethrower does. Oh no, so, it doesn't. Like, You're right. It doesn't. And it same thing with like grill gun it doesn't have, like you, you it's a what you know what i mean like oh yeah it's a it's a grill gun it's it, it this is what it does it's a sous vide gun it, it's you know throws this it, it throws fire and i know it doesn't throw it because it, it doesn't but it's a torch that comes out and um i i mean i think it they serve their purposes very very well i think i'm almost partial to the sous vide gun uh, which is funny, right? Uh, and I think I'm partial to it for two reasons. I like that it's compact. So it fits in my grill tote really well. Oh, yeah. So well, I think that's why I'm partial to it right now. Have you watched any of Guga's uh, Sous Vide Everything's videos? I've watched a couple of them, yes. There, he's, he's in love with it. And for that very reason, it's portable. I mean, it's small. He does. He loves, you know, being in the kitchen with it, um, uh, searing meat on the grill. Yeah. And it does everything he needs to do. I guess he uses a pellet smoker, you know, for um, cooking a lot of his food. But when it comes to searing meat, there's just no better tool. And so that's where most people are. Most people are cooks. And um, if you... I would highly recommend the grill gun over the sous vide gun if you are never going to take it in the house because it it's the be all end all. It does everything. The yes, sous vide gun. Yes, does not do everything that the grill gun does. Like yes, the only re like I said, I'm partial to the to the sous vide gun right now because it fits better in my grill tote. 
Yeah. Because of, you know, the because it's a little bit smaller. Um, but I use the grill gun on, you know, I, it, it sits at the kitchen all the time and that lights the stick burner that lights, you know, that lights everything else because it's just a lot easier to light a stick burner with a two foot flame. Yeah. <laughs> I did a, a Texas barbecue uh, cook-off championship uh, for high school. Yeah. It wasn't in 2020 when you know, everybody is afraid of going outside and, you know, getting yep. the, the flu. They, uh, <laughs> it was back in 2019 when everybody still enjoyed was... talking to people and being outside and having fun. You, you so it was really, really popular down there. You know, I took it down wow. there. This is back in the day before there was, uh, it was before there was a product. It yeah. was just using the prototypes and I could tell it was going to be a big hit because the people just were kind of agog at what it would do. And those are people that use weed burners to light their smokers all the time. Everybody yeah. uses that. And yet, we had convert after convert because the grill gun is that much cooler. I think, it, like you said, it gets hotter and it shoots. A, I think it shoots a better flame. It Certainly. shoots. It shoots a more targeted flame. You don't get as much spill out. You know what I'm saying? It it, it targets itself really nicely. Which, when I'm inside of a stick burner, and I'm trying to light wood i can actually target what i'm trying to light versus it just kind of spilling out everywhere yep and that that definitely to me to me that that that's a big plus it does it might not be to everybody but to me it is and it makes it worth it So what else do you, have you found any other purposes for yours? I mean, I, I get, I hear from people how they use their grill gun other than for lighting fires. I mean, I mentioned that I, I live on a farm and I, I burn my pastures in a control burn. It's the tool of choice. Uh, I, I burn all of my trash in an incinerator. Um, I have an outdoor fireplace, a chimenea, um, indoor I, fireplace. I've lit a, all I've lit, I, you know, yes. I've lit 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 the uh um the fire pit with it but otherwise it goes straight into the cookers and the fire pit right so far um i do have a table that i think i um that i'm going to be redoing soon that I, as soon as i sand i think i'm going to use it to uh kind of you know burn out the table so i can see that really nicely i'm, I'm going to be excited to use it for that too but otherwise yeah it's very much it is a it is a very much big barbecue tool for me um i cook professionally uh barbecue is my full-time job so it, it definitely became uh just a staple in my job that's that's something new about you that i didn't know that yeah. barbecue is your full-time job barbecue is now the full-time job um i went full-time with barbecue about a year ago and um it, 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 uh, a year ago in April was, it was, it was a year that I went full time with, with barbecue and, um, it, it's been, it's been great. Uh, 
obviously this time of the year, uh, this time or this time in 2020, we're we're a little bit rougher around the edges than we'd like to be. But um, you know, we're 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 rolling with the punches right now, and we're we're trying to make it through to the other side of this. Yeah. And once humans decide to start coming back out for festivals and shit like that, um, we'll we'll be back back. We'll be okay. Yeah, boy, I'd sure like to spend an hour talking about the insanity of all this. Oh, but don't even get me started. Anyway, <laughs> I know. So, I mean, what what are the next? Do you think the next steps for the grill gun? I think we kind of talked a little bit earlier on this podcast is really going into retail. Yeah, uh, getting it into retail to where uh, where a person can see it, hold it, display it. I think the best retail venues for it, though, are going to be, you know, your fireplace shops, your grill stores. You know, when you're buying, some of these grills are like $3,000 grills or $1,500 to $8,000 for grills. I know. And a $150 torch to light an $8,000 grill is like, you know, that's change in your pocket. But um, it makes it the the price point for a grill gun and, you know, going to Lowe's and, and buying a grill for $150 and, and a it torch to light no, it with for $150. Is, makes no sense. Eh, pe- people don't see the value. I mean, it, it lights the $150 grill the same way it lights an $8,000 grill. It does it now. Yeah. But um, you just, it's hard, it's a hard sell because people feel like, you know, to light it, it ought to be 20 bucks. Okay. I, and, I can't do it for 20 bucks. And you know what? There's a lot of small little torches out there that'll do it for 20 to $40. Um, but they're going to take uh, 15 minutes. To light you yeah. know they're yeah. they're not going to light your charcoal quite as long, fast some some may some may do it in five to seven minutes i know that when i when i use the grill gun to light my kamado cooker i mean i think it's 45 seconds and we're good to go you know yeah and and and, and charcoal's lit and it's you you can start seeing it and you're good to go um i lit uh i actually brought my grill gun home today because I knew we were going to be using the, uh, <coughs> I was going to be using the, um, the drum to do some stuff. And since the grill gun's long enough, I, I don't have to bring out the, uh, the charcoal basket in the drum and I can still get, still get it in there without, you know, without it hitting that safety valve, uh, as long as the tank isn't brand new. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I, I think I lit that thing today and, like I said, probably 35 to 45 seconds, maybe. Yeah. And, and we were good to go. The longest it's ever taken me to light a grill, I had one of these. I was doing a big uh, lunch for a, a kind of a convention, and I had 20 pounds of charcoal I needed to light. And I did it just to demonstrate that in 20, that I, I lit 20 pounds of charcoal and was cooking hamburgers on it in five minutes you know so it was yeah hot and and going it was just going no other way to do it 
yeah, it, it works very, very well. Um, it's built very, very nicely. Um, it, it feels good in the hand. It, it works very, very well, like I said. Um, and I don't open it, I don't open it very much in, in the sense of like, I turn the gas on a little bit, get it to, you know, ignite it, hit the, hit the trigger and let it go. And we're good. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't, it, it works very, very well, works very, very quickly. Like I said, um, it allows me to get my cooker up to temp a little bit faster, which is, uh, when you're, when you're awake at two in the morning, it, I like that. You know, it, it makes my life a little easier at 2 a.m. It also helps you wake up, too. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, whoa. Well, we got a cooker going. Let's go. We got a fire. Let's go. Um, I am very excited to have it for the winter. That's something I will say. Um, I am very excited to have it for the winter uh, because... With, you know, obviously we cook year-round, so there are times where it's very, very cold when we're cooking, and it just, it, it, I think it's going to make my life a lot, lot easier in the winter when I need to start a fire. Well, that's the way I am. I cook year-round, and I, I don't cook professionally like you do, but I cook for my family, and... When it's snowing outside and I can walk out on the on the porch and I can open up my grill and I can uh, pour in charcoal and light it and put the food on and go back in the house and I haven't spent three minutes outside, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big game changer, especially like I mean with with the stick burner, uh, we don't we keep the wood outside because we have to. Um, and in the winter, I mean, that wood's cold. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sitting outside. It is cold. Yeah. So it takes a little bit to warm that wood up to get to ignition. But I think with the grill torch, I think it's going to warm it up real quick and uh, really ignite it. So it may take, you know, another 15 seconds maybe. But I'm okay with 15 right. seconds versus, you know, 25 minutes or not even 25 minutes, but you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to really get a good, good flame going. Yeah. One, the, uh, I guess the biggest detraction that I've heard about the grill gun is, is so what's the big hurry? Why, why is everybody in a hurry? Why don't you just sit back and drink a beer and, and visit? And my answer to that is I'm not in any hurry and I like to drink beer and I like to visit, but I don't need to wait on my food. So I can light it faster and it's a lot more fun. Yeah. So why not do it that way? There's no big hurry to light it faster to me. Um, I guess my big hurry is usually, especially at home, um, and I guess, I guess when I'm at work too, you know what I mean? Like, we're working on a timeline, especially like, you know, we know what time food has to come off the cooker, what time it needs to go into rest mode, what time, what, so, so then we're working backwards. It's like, okay, so if we know that, you know, we have five caterings that are getting picked up at, at noon, well, that means brisket's got to be off by 10 so they can rest for an hour. This has to move here. This has to be there that, you know what I mean? So then it's what time do we have to start that cooker and get going? 
Yeah. And if I know that this will start the cooker for me in a faster, more reliable way, I'm going to choose that every day because then I know like, okay, cool. If I'm running five minutes late, well, the grill gun's going to save me that 10 minutes of sitting there trying to light a cooker because it's already going to be going. And if I need to, if I really, really need to, and I want to make it really, really quick, I can take the grill gun, open up my doors, and torch the inside while it starts cooking so that my walls start getting hotter. You know, kind of like that guy does with his uh, Kamado. Yeah. To re to heat it up, and then I can get I can get meat on faster. So I if if I if push comes to shove, I can do that. Now I I normally don't have to do that because a now it's it lights fast enough and it doesn't matter. But if push came to shove, this torch is powerful enough to do that. Oh, absolutely. Now I will do what I I guess what I have used the grill gun for, which I don't know if you got you if anyone has has done it for this, is I actually clean some of my cookers with it. Well, I do that every single time that I go out to grill. I'll, I, I don't take any special pains to clean it when I shut it down. I yeah. just shut it down. But then when I go out there, it's, it's kind of like going to a campground. And, you know, yeah. those grills that you see at a campground, Yeah, those have had all manner of natural wildlife and and uh yep you know garbage and stuff like that on them and you can you can sterilize those things just by hitting them with fire you know yeah by hitting them with that intense heat and so now you've got a you know now you've got a uh, a grill that you can that's a public grill it's one of those pole stand grills or yep uh, pit grills, you know, with a grate over it out on at, at the state park or or national park or wherever you are, campground. And it, you talk about cleaning your grill with it, you just incinerate whatever Mother Nature left behind and, and brush it off with a wire brush or something. Yep. And you just got raw steel right there, ready to throw your meat on. So, yep. yep. That's, that's how I do it. I, I start out by flaming off my grills and, you know, burning off the grease and stuff like that that yeah. was left from the last time I cooked it and brush it down and then uh, shoot right through the, through the grate at the charcoal. Now I can do that because I'm using heavy duty grates. You know, if, if you've got a, a thin wire, you're going to burn kind the of shit grill grate, you're going to melt yeah. them, you know, yeah. you turn them orange at the very least. So yeah. you'd be advised to move that out of the way and then, you know, then more lightly flame them. Don't yeah. Flame them to sterilize them. Don't flame them to light the charcoal through them because yeah. Yeah, you just don't want to deliberately, prematurely age your grill if you don't have to. Exactly. Exactly. Very, very. You, if you put too much heat on those things, they will, uh, especially if it's a lower grade uh, steel, it's not gonna. It's not gonna end well, <laughs> or it's not gonna yeah, last you can, long. Yeah, you can go to like Walmart and you can buy a a ten dollar grill in the summertime. And oh yeah, I, I I guarantee you that you can melt that ten dollar grill if you wanted to with a grill gun. Um, it's yeah. just nothing there. So now let me let like me ask you this question: Has anyone ever hooked it up to a bigger than twenty pound tank? Well, 
you can hook it up to propane is propane. Okay. Uh, the pressure that it builds is a function of the ambient temperature outside versus the uh, boiling point on propane, as we talked about earlier in this podcast. So if it's, um, if it's 70 degrees outside, the pressure, whether you're hooked to a 500-gallon tank or a 20-pound tank or a 5-pound tank, is the same. It's going to be around 125 PSI. And as the temperature goes up, so the pressure goes up. So you have more power, if you will, the warmer it is outside. And as you're, if you're using the can approach, uh, uh, if you're using the can that's connected to it, it's going to chill as the propane boils inside. And yep. likewise, you're going to end up with um, less power coming out. So it'll last longer. It just won't have the heat. So you can hook up. Uh, I've got people, RVs, you know, 33, 30 pound uh, tanks, tanks. pretty standard on those, on those. And yet they, they run just fine. Um, 100, 250 gallon tanks, you may have to put on an adapter in order to get to the, either the, um, anyway, you've got to get to the yeah. POL connector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there there would be there'd be an adapter that, that you'd have to look under there. But I didn't know if uh, if the grill gun was you know you, you say like don't go over a forty pound tank or something like that. No, no, I've, I've I've had a lot of people ask me, can is there an adapter to be able to run on natural gas? And um, natural gas burns just fine in this thing, but the problem is the natural gas that's delivered to your house that you hook your grill up to or is hooked up to your furnace or your stove, it comes into the house at 2 PSI. And 2 PSI or pounds per square inch. Yeah, it's very low. Just nothing, right? It's It would just be like a candle, you know, the flame coming out of it yeah. like a candle because there's pressure to push that. To push that flame to, out, yeah. Right. So you've got to have the high pressure associated with it. So... Um, CNG compressed natural gas. Uh, I've got a CNG vehicle, and there's 300. I think it's 3,000 pounds of pressure in there. Okay, well, that's a little excessive. I mean, that would make the grill gun be like a grill cannon. It would just be going out. That'd be stupid. But um, because 130 is the right amount of pressure, I mean, it would be dangerous. To put that kind of pressure on there, but it's not a function of the whether or not natural gas burns better or less than propane. It's just there's no pressure behind it, so you'd have to have your own CNG pump and a storage tank and keep it around 130 psi in order to run a CNG um, in, in home um, system just for your grill gun, and it's just cheaper to just go get a propane bottle and and it yeah. does it naturally. Yeah, absolutely. Ab, ab, absolutely. Well, Bob, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, chatting with us uh, for the third time. I think you might be the most frequent flyer on this podcast. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story. Obviously, uh, I'm super happy the Grill Gun is doing well for you and you are growing. Um, guys, if you have not picked one up yet, please go to growblazer.com. Pick one up. They really are worth it. They're fantastic, and uh, Bob, you did a, you did a phenomenal job designing these things. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I obviously enjoy the opportunity to um, share this 
knowledge with your listeners. So I'm glad you have me on. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. And uh, we will we will chat soon, brother. Okay. Thanks. Talk to you later, Mikey. Bye-bye.